Welcome, everybody, to the Pentina Next Podcast. This is Albert Kampa. We are broadcasting live. I'm substituting for John J. Lewis. He is on his way home from a, from a game. And we are, we got a lot to talk about tonight. First introductions, uh, we have Joel from LA. So, Joel, how's it going? Cubole Ready for, uh, what should be a very interesting podcast. A lot of good, a lot of good stuff going on. With, a lot of good chisme. Yeah. Chisme de lavadera. And we also have John, uh, driving, driving on his way, on his way back, who will soon take over the hosting, but for now, how's it, how's it going, John? Uh, good evening, everybody. Good evening, uh, Hoel. Good evening, Albert. I am on, I don't know what I am, on 183, heading back to, from a, a thrilling, I guess, hockey match. I don't really follow hockey all that much, so I'm not sure. All I know time, which made me happy so I could leave earlier, but uh, glad to be on. And uh, yeah, it should be uh, an interesting podcast uh, to uh, get right to it uh, with uh, all the news that we've had uh, this week, both uh, on the field and, and off the field, that we'll discuss. And uh, and, and, and for me personally, the, uh, the 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 reactions of the news to me were were, were almost as, as 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 hilarious and ridiculous as as as, as what happened. So we'll uh, get into all that here in a moment. Excellent. Yeah. So let's. Uh... Let's dive right in, I guess, to this uh, whole, whole uh, issue with the players having this party a few minutes ago with uh, guests, supposed guests or invited guests, whatever they were, and then the press just going crazy saying they're escorts. And uh, which, which, you begs the question: How did how does the press know that they're escorts? That well. That's oh, John! I have an answer. It was leaked. Please. It was leaked by the FMF security, and they even leaked the list of the of the call girls, their names. Why? Why would they leak that? I don't know. Something happened, and from within, you and, know. And why would see? Here's the other thing. So, inside FMF job. security had that had that list. I mean, why, why would they even have a list? It just, it, it makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Why would FMF security have a list of girls? You also have the, one of them that was tweeting saying that, you know, she's not really an, an escort, that she's just going through college, paying, yeah, paying, paying for school. But she, but she, that she was there and that she was dancing with one of the players. Well, again, you know, to me, uh, I don't necessarily think that, that any of that, uh, I mean, I've, Kiki, when was the last time you went down to, to 6th Street here in Austin? Uh, it's been a, been a while, but I just drive through. I don't stop. <laughs> right. Yeah. So on a Friday night, I mean, you see girls dressed a certain way, which are the same way that the girls were, were dressed walking up to this, uh, party, which was in Lomas de Chapultepec, which is a very nice neighborhood in Mexico City. If, for those of you that aren't, Familiar. It's uh, a neighborhood that was adjacent to where I grew up. I grew up in Lomas Hipódromo, 
and between us was Tecamacharco. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I have a hard time believing that, uh, that, that the FMF would, would, would have a list like that, you know, specifically security. And, uh, you know, and, and, and even if they did, again, you know, this is stuff that happens on a, on a player's day off. So, you know, the only ones that would really have a problem with it would be the, you know, be the family members. And, and frankly, the other thing that I always find interesting about this is, you know, if if, if your marriage is strong, then it should, you know, you should it shouldn't even be a, you know, it shouldn't even be an issue. It shouldn't even be a question. If your marriage is strong enough, if your marriage isn't strong enough, well, then I can't help you. Uh, so do you do you guys think that? Hector Herrera went back to to do some explaining, or was that just? I do. I think he needed to to say what he was doing, locked up in a room with thirty females for the whole night. The other question is: I mean, I mean, were, were there any other people there other other than these supposed call girls? Which again, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't buy that they weren't hookers or call girls at all. They were just girls that were dressed for a night out. Just my own personal opinion. But. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But that would still that would still leave the possibility of Hector Herrera having issues and having. Well, you know, there were a, a couple of reports that I read that that, that that actually his wife was at the party. Okay, so yeah, there's there's that. that. So I mean, I mean, obviously, that and, and what it boils down to here is the reality is that no one knows. And you know, you, no one knows what happened. And you know, once once they play their game in Denmark, it'll be all over with. You know, the funny thing is, is, is that they're always uh, Mexican press and Mexico fans for whatever reason. Just are always looking for excuses to, to, to shit all over the team. Uh, and for the inevitable loss that that's going to come, whether you know after the Sweden game or after their uh, their round of sixteen game. And you know, as as God is my witness, I guarantee you. They're gonna they're gonna point to this game as other at this incident also well, you know obviously they you know this was the reason why they lost you know they, which which, have, which is gonna have zero to do with with, with what happens you know in two in two weeks uh, starting with the Germany just just my own personal opinion yeah they well yeah I can I can agree that the press overblows things. Maybe even invent things. One, one thing I found interesting is on a couple, I think Chicharitos for sure, and someone else's Instagram accounts pretty much made the statement of, uh, I forget what it said. It said, like, you guys invent, or then you guys lie, and then you guys look like fools. Pretty much saying. Yeah, that was uh, Carlos Salcedo. Yeah, Salcedo and Chicharito pretty much tweeted or posted the same, same thing, so. Apparently, the press doesn't know what they're talking about, according to them. And, the, you know, that would make me believe that Hector Herrera just went back for some other personal issue, maybe. maybe well, you know, there, is, there are rumors that he's in the middle of, uh, of, of some transfer issues. So, I mean, I may have to go sign some paperwork or something. Because yeah. if y'all remember, last year at that, this time, uh, Mexico was getting ready to play for the Confederations Cup, and, and, and Chucky Lozano had to leave to go take care of some paperwork over with uh, with Eindhoven. Uh, obviously that uh, we know is a little more publicized. So there's, you know, there's no telling what, what Hector Herrera had to do. You know, and he's back now and he was training. Uh, you know, he went to the uh, 
the afternoon sessions. So, you know, you know, I, I, I actually, um, I've never been a big Memo Cantu fan, but I like the fact that, uh, that a couple of days ago he said, hey, you know, this was their day off. You know, the, the players pretty much, he's pretty much said, hey, you know, they had the night off. They could do, you know, whatever they want, you know, whatever it was that, that they were going to do, their adults, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and in my opinion, that should have ended it right there. I mean, you know, you get out in front of the story and it's done. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, with Hector Herrera asking for the personal day, the uh, the next day, obviously, then the, the story, you know, could continue to grow legs. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that after the next few days, you know, the story will uh, will in fact uh, will, will in fact die down, especially after the Denmark game, because they'll either have, you know, the story will be well, obviously the the the, the night didn't affect them, or it'll be oh my god. You know, we're, we're in so much trouble because they lost to Denmark. What are we going to do? This is terrible. You know, you know, how dare these guys do this? <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting for the uh, national team. But what I also think that I've noted in other reports that I've read is, is that the players, you know, apparently are, you know, their camaraderie uh, is, is outstanding. They're 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 uh, they're gelling. They're gelling on the field. They're you know they're gelling in the in the locker room. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how, how how it turns out. Yeah, I've noticed every morning they uh, they seem to be having a good old time beating Marco Fabiano and FIFA at the hotel room. So they're definitely they're definitely friends. There's a good friendship. They're not just you know compas on the field. They're 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 friends off the field. So that that's good. The, the only thing I uh, that I have is the as them getting upset and making those, you know, calling the press fools and stuff. And they, they are fools or whatever, but, um, no need to be upset. <laughs> I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see, I see what the press is doing as, you know, wrong and, and false if that's the case. But, uh, I sure do enjoy like the memes and the, the hilarious things that are going on as a result, which, you know, it's just entertainment. But yeah, th- this next game should be very interesting to see how they how they react, their mental toughness through this slight distraction, however however slight it may be. Um, but uh, yeah, any other thoughts, Will, on that on this whole issue? Well, no, I agree with John. It's you know what they did is it's their day off; they, they could do whatever they want. But I still see an issue with, to me, it's still, it's, it's like, it's irresponsible and shows that a lot of those players like discipline, at least so close into the, going into the World Cup, because they're big targets and we already seen how some of the other players for doing similar stuff have gotten into a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, Salcido, Carlos Salcido, he had intimate pictures of him leaked. You know, yep. uh, and then we had Oribe Peralta a while back, who he was being blackmailed, and uh, but he the police they caught the people that uh, they were blackmailing him because uh, you know he set up a meet where he was going to pay them and they were going to give him some pictures and stuff. So I mean, you don't you don't want to get into something like that going into the World Cup, and, and we saw it with, I think it was France, 
you know, when, when uh, I think it was an underage girl they had, some of the players had been uh, sleeping with, it was an escort. So some of these things have a tendency sometimes to come back, you know, and, and that's, that's just like anyone with, with fame. They're, they're always a target because you can make money off of them. Whoever leaked that made money just from them, for the paparazzi, the magazine, you know, just, just to get that. Even the one girl that she's like an Instagram model and she was tweeting about it. So that's just for them. That's just another way to, to create more fame. That's just my only thing. Like, like I, I feel that going in two weeks into the World Cup, they should just be concentrated on the cup. They have plenty of time to uh, to throw those type of parties after. Yeah, I, I agree. And one of the pictures, and this is actually a tweet that you know wasn't. I guess it was a joke, also from that uh, uh, Paso de Faltasen. <laughs> yeah, that guy actually tweeted some. He, he tweeted a picture of a German player. I forget what player it was. Um, you know, working out, and then a picture of Hector Herrera coming out with his pants sagging. <laughs> you know, this is the difference between a German, the German national team player, and a Mexican national team player, and their dedication. Let's see who's going to actually win the World Cup. So it's it's just perception. It's like you're representing the, the the national team from Mexico, and this is what everyone's looking at. Whereas you know, other teams are doing what they need to do. You're not your Mexico isn't a World Cup winner to be like Ronaldinho with girls at his side just celebrating, you know, along with all their stars on their jersey. Mexico doesn't have anything to, to be, to be, you know, at that level. Not that it, you know, it matters, but, but, you know, they could, I don't, I don't have any doubt that they're mentally tough to get through this and, you know, they can do well, you know, maybe not during this next game, but in, in the actual games when it counts, because that's how it's happened in the past. What's up, Dan? I see Dan's joined. I have, um, I guess just, uh, picking my moment to chime in and give, I guess, my, my take, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that this stuff in, the, in a perfect world wouldn't be covered because I'm personally, I'm not all that interested in it. So I've been, I've been trying my hardest not to give it the clicks to not be, uh, I guess a part of the problem, I guess, but, um, I don't think, I don't think it's a lack of dedication, them blowing off steam. Um, I don't, I haven't seen too much footage of, of, of whatever went on, so I'm, I, I, I'm not gonna speculate. I really don't know, but, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have an issue with it. They're, they're not the first profession, set of professional athletes that have taken advantage of their fame or that have had wild parties, you know. I don't, I don't think it's it's indicative of, of their dedication one way or another, um, and I don't think it's also indicative of, of, of a lack of focus. I'm, it could be just like, hey man, we're we're about to take off. Let's just have one kind of like a little Mardi Gras type of thing, and then it's and then it's like all focus after that. Like, it's if it's just going to be one day, then I don't see the, the all that harm. The harm is is from the aftermath and from the coverage it's gotten. And now I mean, the, they're getting ready to spend what the next six weeks together, you know, in, in isolation, basically, you know, in in a in, in a foreign country. So Wait, I mean, I, aren't their families allowed to go with them? Because I know that in the past, they, well, they're 
they're gonna have family time, but they're not. But I mean, they're not staying with their families. They're staying. They're not. They're not in the box. They they're not in the box. You know, <laughs> they're gonna actually have fun. That's like a vacation. Yeah. The only the only bad part of it is the pressure to win. Well, you know, like Dan said, it's, it's something, and even Joel, you know, brings up a great point that, you know, you know, somebody got, as Joel said, you know, somebody got tipped off that this was happening. And, uh, I think it goes, made a lot of money. Yeah. I, I agree. Dan, Dan makes some good points. And I, I agree, even though I'm, you know, I'm sort of coming out. Now, who, who owns, who owns Teve Notas? Oh, no, it wasn't. I thought it was Televisa, but it's, it's, uh, something called, him, um, Grupo, Grupo, I forgot, but they own, they own a record, the magazine who has, in the past, leaked other similar stuff about, about, uh, the national yeah. team. They're, they're the ones I first Yeah, exactly. About. Record was the one that. This, yeah, go ahead, Jiggies. No, I was just saying the record was where I first saw it. Well, you know, the thing that cracks me up about this whole thing, you know, you know, Record has has done, you know, they've they once leaked. Uh, I remember in the 2010 World Cup, they leaked a picture of I think it was Efrain Juarez and Guatemoc, you know, having a beer, and uh, I think Guatemoc was even having a smoke, and he was you know outside the window. So somebody had obviously tipped them off that that was happening, uh, and that was at their at their uh, their compound, and then of course you know Re- you know Record was the one that got the phone call. About- that, that's the one that I'm sorry, but I mean, for, for the best of the world to sit there and you know, wag their finger, you know, how many players, you know, after their, you know, their, their two game participation and their kind of, you know, their, their time with the national teams, you know, how dare they have this party and just, it was just, it was absolutely ridiculous. And the, that, that has always left a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm sure that a lot. My reaction to what happened this time around, that just because, uh, and I think that Ronnie even mentioned to uh, Ronnie the Luna mentioned it to us when our, in our, in our, you know, uh, you know, a lot of that may have to do with the fact that the uh, that there's a lot of jealousy that that goes on with uh, with the folks that cover the team, and you know, or we're just you know any kind of athletes and, and the athletes themselves, which you know I would probably. Uh, uh, buy a little, and of course you don't have a note. That's they're gonna they maybe make a pile of money with uh, with this with this little tidbit of information. So you know it sells, unfortunately, and that's uh, you know players. Uh, you know this day and age, you have to be a lot more uh, have to be a lot more discreet about stuff like that. So I think this just goes back to well, one thing on the player side, uh, Mexicans like to have. A good time. They enjoy, you know, being together and you know having fun and fiestas and all this stuff. So that's one part of it. But um, as we've seen in, in Azteca, um, they're very critical, and I think we all agreed that sometimes we're self-loathing, self-loathing on in the, in this aspect, which goes to uh, sort of the the booze that were happening at the Azteca. You know, like. And they didn't capitalize, so the so the fans ended up booing and saying Puerto Osorio. And this is sort of the same where the press finds the little thing to look to 
to to criticize, and then they go with it, and then we go all crazy. Uh, okay, roses to his life and all that stuff. Not way the way it is, but I saw a video with uh, Grant Wall and. And, uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, Luis Chagarai, don't forget. Friend of the yeah, show. friend of the show. And uh, those, are good, those are good guys. They said that they were going to receive criticism. That they were going to receive criticism for not being Mexican. I don't, I don't agree um, with that. But uh, out of all the points... Oh, I, I, I absolutely agree that he receives criticism because he's not a Mexican. But it's, but it's not because he's not a Mexican. It's because he's... Because he's well, at least in my mind. I don't, I don't criticize Grant. Well, I sort of, I sort of disagree with Grant because I, I think he doesn't, he's not fully in touch. But with Luis Miguel, I don't, I don't disagree with him because of not being Mexican or with any any person, you know, just on my part. But yeah, other people might. But there's like everything that they stated, I think was was wrong except for one or two things, which was sort of interesting. Um, Mexico well, the thing that cracked me up about it was that Luis said, you know, Mexico's defense is going to thinking, Luis, have you watched Mexico under Asodio? Because their defense is, is horrific under Asodio. It's just, it's, 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 it's like absolute an Achilles heel that goes up, you know, halfway up your leg. With, um, so that, that uh, did uh, crack me up. You know, but the self-loathing stuff and the, and the, and the fatalist and the, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I, I certainly have definitely. I mean, we have, you know, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, there's a little self loathing that happens on our podcast occasionally with uh, teams that people follow. So, so uh, you know, we've, we've, we've all been through it, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, if, if, if Mexico can. You know, you know, give, give the crowd something that they're that they're not expecting as far as a successful result, and you know, maybe maybe some of that will uh, will dissipate because winning always helps. I think one way that they can do is just spin it, kind of like and they've already been um, kind of uh, felt. Uh, it's been like them against the world kind of mentality. That's why they kind of are shut off toward the media to a large extent. Right. Um, maybe they can spin this into like you know spite. It's like you know what like. For those fans that were booing us, and those fans that are that are, that are having fun at our expense over this this party that we had, you know, like let's let's shut them up. So I, I hope it's it's kind of like a galvanizing type of thing experience for them, where or it doesn't where it doesn't actually. That's petty, though, man. That's petty, no, and that's no. Well, I'm just saying you, you, you have it's to, not petty. It's I think just, you have to you spin have to situations. situations. Yeah. That's stooping down to the level. That's that's recognizing uh, the fans as a legitimate cause. That's like no, saying. Let me ask well, an well I think it became serious because some married. I think I and then when you, when you start like uh, alleging that like some guys leaving the team because of marital problems because of the party, I think that goes beyond simple joking about a party. Like you're you're, I don't know. Like you're you're mad life at that point where I, I think it's, it's going a bit far yeah I was, I, was um, I don't think it's so I think at that point like that's why like you know you're gonna get you're gonna touch a nerve even if even if you're trying to ignore it 
I mean, if it's causing issues, because that much attention, it is going to get to his wife. That much attention is going to get to to the family of the wife, and they're and like it's going to cause problems. It's, it's, it's a no brainer that it could anyway. And we don't know if that's the actual reason why he he left the team for the day. There's speculation that that he might have been sorting out a, a club situation. So. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that we'll find out in time. You know. Well, you know what's going to happen, Juan, is that one day. Yeah. Goes through a campus. We'll, we'll say the words. Un día se se sabe salvar la verdad. No, but we'll, we'll know as far as like we saw when Eddie Castillo when he went to Manchester City and he was photographed in the limousine with you know with a bunch of females and his wife and daughter left and they just he ended up they ended up getting divorced soon after. Yeah, I mean, there's Maybe others. He was sending a message it's... saying that it was over. Yeah, See, I, I like I like, the, I like the way Dan was thinking, Juan, because you know, what if what if the players knew that you know you know we, whatever we do, they're gonna they're gonna you know rip us a new one anyway. So let's go out with a blaze of glory. Let's have a huge party. Let's, let's cool. tell people that it's gonna happen. What was that? Take pictures of. What this. was it? What was the name of that movie with the big party? Um... Ah. That's what I was. Damn it! There was a good reference in there. Yeah, it's some semi-recent where these kids throw this massive party. Um, police. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of the movie. It's like a, it's like a like a like a block party almost. Yes. Like the high school. Yeah. The high school kids, and they wrecked the parents' house. I believe so. Which is based on a true story that happened in Pasadena. I didn't know that, but I yeah. do think we're talking about the same movie. Yeah, where they, they didn't think it was going to be that massive, and all, all these people started showing up. Yeah, I suck. I should know them. Wow. Know that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I forgot to. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, but, 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 but Dan is right. You know, this could be a galvanizing moment for Mexico. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, the team's going to, well, it's going to completely fall apart at a kind of moment. Because uh, one thing I have noticed, and I don't know if y'all have noticed, is that uh, you know, despite the fact that they're not scoring goals, because frankly, it's Mexico. That's, we can't lose sight of that fact. But in, in, in these last two friendlies, uh, they were starting to string some together some passes that they hadn't been doing in a while, and they were starting to look. You know, if if you're a Mexico fan, you have to be a little bit more uh, optimistic about their chances with the way that they're, that they're. You know they're 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 showing some 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 glimpses of hey man this this could actually be uh, I don't I don't think people team. are feeling uh, positive about the team at all I think I think uh, this is the, where I do think that it's funny when you see when you read some of the coverage of where the journalists are from or where they reside I've noticed like a trend where journalists located outside of Mexico um, for the most part are a lot more positive on the team than journalists from within the country especially if they are Mexican. It's 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 like night and day, uh, the type of, of of outlook you have on the team. Um, I like I I heard most I think overwhelmingly the 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 opinions of the last two friendlies were were negative. I I thought like if you're creating that many chances, if you're creating like a handful of chances in a game, that's you're doing something right. Like that's ultimately what you want. It may not look 
aesthetically as, as like like you want to or like you're used to with like 20 passes leading to a goal. Sometimes it's just going to take two. Um, it, it, sometimes it's going to take just a, a couple of, of passes in, in, in the defense and then maybe switching the field and, and having uh, uh, Tecatito in open space creating his own chances. I mean, that's part of the game plan. It's executing the game plan of, of and, and trying to take advantage of the, of the team's strengths, which is like going forward, you do have guys that with really good individual talent that can create chances on their own if they have space. So give them the ball in space. I, I think we're too, we're too used to seeing Mexico play a certain way, creating chances a certain way that um, anything that goes, and then we already have it built in our minds that we don't like how this team plays under this guy, under this coach. So the the the, re, the reviews are always negative, no matter what, unless the the, the scoreline is is lopsided. They're gonna ignore the, the the actual facts of the games that they created a ton of chances, and that is indicative of a team that's that's functioning well. Whether they put them in or not, I mean that's that's the, that's gonna be the big question in, in in the World Cup. Well, I make the comparison to you know the way that this team has played. In, in, the, in these last couple of games, like you said, Dan, where they're you know they may not have scored, but they're but they're understanding each other very well and creating chances. Compare that to the, the 2013 year before the Confederations Cup, where they had a you know a, a rough schedule and they were they were not playing very well at all, and they just they just they just could not you know they couldn't buy even even a shot. They just they just they just couldn't get anything together, and you know that that's why I, I it makes me laugh when I hear. Uh, announcers que, que no, no saben a qué juegan, no juegan a nada. Blah. I'm thinking, dude, are you even watching the game? Because as, as Dan pointed out, yes, they are generating chances, whether it's individual chances or whether it's or you know stringing you know the, the stringing passes together or on set pieces, they're generating chances, and that's uh, you know the, the 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 part that I worry about is the defense because they weren't tested defensively at all, and I don't know how much they're going to be tested defensively. Against uh, against Denmark, but that that to me is going to be the real test. And uh, you know, as as sad as I feel for uh, for, for for Nestor Araujo for missing out on the World Cup, and it really does suck. Uh, uh, unfortunately for him, I think it may have been the best thing to happen to Mexico, at least on the on the back line, because that makes Salcedo play uh, a central, and he's one of the few defenders that Mexico's had that even even after he was hurt. Uh, had a pretty decent season uh, in, at Frankfurt, you know, before he got hurt and after he got hurt. So that actually might help out, and it also puts, uh, I think, it puts Edson Alvarez on the field. Who, uh, you know, that's the kind of kid where you just say, hey, you know what, you know, you have the talent. Just, just rely on your instinct and let him, you know, let let him see what he can do. Where so, Where do you want to see him start? I'm assuming you you want him to start against Germany. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that he would start as the uh, as the right back because he's tall, like like Osorio likes. You know, he's good in the air, like Osorio likes. The the, the big difference for him, though, with me at least, is is that he knows when to join the you know he knows when to join the offense and when to not. And I think that uh, Salcedo as a wing back just just didn't 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 do that, and it didn't give you know the opportunities for uh, you know in this case it was Tecatito to to cut inside or whatever is, you know, because they had to deal with that some too. So, but he didn't do it every single time. So I just think that he's, that, that he's a more talented player, more versatile player that, that, uh, that Mexico would need at this point. Well, I don't know how y'all, and I know, but, uh, did you guys get to watch the, 
thought, despite the one zero scoreline, I, I I was very encouraged with, with how Mexico played. The the defense is like you said, that's the main thing. The the team didn't push forward; they were sitting back. Yeah. Um. So the defense wasn't tested, and I and I think even though I'm a big fan and agree with you of uh, with Sacedo and Alvarez. I think there's a level of risk there that I don't see uh, with Araujo. There's, there, I mean, they're great, but I could see I could see a mess up. I could see a screw up. Whereas Araujo seemed more solid um, back there. But when the pressure comes, when that Germany game, you know, comes, that's gonna that's gonna be the main test, and it could it could get ugly. That's why um, I think uh, you're gonna see Rafa play in the in, in the in the in the in the midfield. I think uh, you're gonna want to have him. Hopefully, because uh, I, I kind of agree with you with Salcedo. I, I seen I seen him play plenty, and he 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 fights. The, but the the guy get, makes mistakes though. Takes he takes bad chances sometimes, and, and and where he, you know, if he loses his guy, then like he that's a goal scoring chance right there. I, yeah, um, I can see that. And, and I hope I could I could I could see. Sorry, I, I could see just a, a scenario where you want to have Rafa's. Um, calming and direct and just his his kind of like point guard on the field kind of just directing people um his order his organization i think that might that combination might work i I can i can i can agree with that the the thing with salcedo and even alvarez to a certain extent is they have so much fight and that I, i can see them sliding or going for like a really fancy takeaway and then getting burnt and then being left, you know, on their butt, and, the, and then the offense just goes by them. Um, but I've, if Rafa's there, like you said, the only thing with Rafa being back there is he's going to get burnt because of his speed. And so I, I, I'm seeing numbers like someone helping Rafa to be back there, and then the offense. Well, not Rafa be, would be the first line of defense, not the last line of defense. He'll well, play, that's what I'm saying. He'll play in front of in front of this guy. Yeah, yeah, to, exactly. He, he and that's, well, I think that's where the comforting thing, where where you have Salcedo, who's who's got some decent speed. I mean, if he's going to be able to play right back, and then you have Edson there as well, it gives you actually a little bit more speed in the back lane than you would have if Nestor was there. So yeah. that on some level, that because if they if they're switching and, and to like a to a line of three, um, that gives the it gives a lot more speed in, in the center back position that you normally would have if it was. Because Nestor is slow. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah I meant, I meant Rafa being the first line of defense. If he gets beat, then it's just the back line there. So someone's going to have to help Rafa with numbers. And so I could, I could see Mexico having more numbers uh, on the back on defense than they need to, and then their offense. Um, well, Rafa's walking, walking out of the game at least with a yellow. That's for sure. Because yeah, he, he, he will get burned. Um, worst case, and, and he will, and he will take them down. I like I, I'm willing to accept that that that's going to happen in the game because it happened. It's been happening for like it's like the last eight years. The dude gets if, if he's caught on a one on one with in space, like oof, you know, prayers. Say though that uh, the, Rafa's best World Cup was uh, in my opinion the one in 2010, and it was when he was playing as the uh, the central. Uh, you cut out. So, as the what? That was uh, he was the contention in 2010. I think before he had his best World Cup. So, oh yeah, you know that certainly bodes. That certainly bodes well. Uh, I I just don't know. I think that we, 
I mean, if, if Mexico has to rely on Rafa to be your, your starting uh, defensive midfielder at the age of, what is he, 39 now, what does that tell you about the complete lack of, of, of defensive midfielders in, uh, in Mexico, which is sad because Mexico has a, a very strong tradition of having outstanding defensive mids. Uh, the only thing I see Rafa being well, good. Uh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm sorry, before you go, but the, just yeah, go to, be, to be fair, there are some pretty good defensive midfielders that just don't fit in the coach's plans. Um, Gaito had a great World Cup, but he's he just not not his type of player. So I, I don't think it's totally negative. Of, of like, a, a, I mean, I agree there is it is somewhat uh, lean, somewhat thin, but. To a large extent, Osorio's choosing to play these players that can play the position there because he likes their their physical attributes, but not necessarily because of like there's not some decent um, defensive midfielders that could, that could definitely play the position well. Well, he cut one uh, before the you know, one that he called up and even gave, gave some minutes to in the uh, well in, in, in Jesus Molina. So that was uh, that was pretty surprising that. Uh, that Osorio did that. I was wondering if maybe that last performance, because I thought this was, that his last game was probably one of the worst games I've seen him play, as far as just some of the chances and, and poor fouls that he that he made. I was thinking that that might have maybe perhaps cost him a bit. Well, do you think that it's going to cost Osorio uh, not taking Molina with him and taking the, I guess at this point it would be Edson Alvarez instead? No, I, I think I think he's making the right decision. Like you said, I, I think Edson offers a lot more than just one, and that's that's one negative on on Molina is that he plays one position. I think I don't, I don't think he plays anything else. Um, so where you have guys like 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 Reyes and and uh, and Edson, and I mean just about everybody, just about all of them can play more than one position, if not three. So um, that. You know, it gives them choices. It gives them options uh, in court in case of uh, case stuff happens, like like it appears to be right now, like with Guardado being a question mark, Reyes being a question mark. You're going to have to have guys that are going to be able to play multiple depending on on the scenario. I don't want to see Reyes. I'm with uh, Rigo on that one. I don't want to see him playing. So you're hoping he doesn't recover? <laughs> uh, I don't think. I think he he joined the team, so he's practicing with the team. But I think he's still like not hundred um, percent. So, well, no, he can't be. There's no way he can be. In, I mean, he hasn't played a game, so I don't think it's possible you could say he's in, he's fit to play. The only, with with Rafa, the only plus I see for him is not necessarily on the defense, but on his passing going forward. So that that's and his leadership, and that, so that I see advantageous as very, very little possibly, because I don't think, I mean, it's possible that one pass that he makes could end up in a goal, but I don't see that as a. And huge don't forget the goals. He actually is a legitimate goal scoring threat on set on corners, especially. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he actually has a decent free kick himself. Um, I don't know if he's done that in a while, but he 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 definitely has a um, that capability too. So that's why that's why I'm I'm okay with him because especially with Osorio 
apparently putting so much weight on set pieces um, where, where he sees Mexico being weakest. Um, that's, again, like another advantage where I, I kind of, on set pieces, I'm actually kind of happy to have Rafa out there because, yeah, I, I could see him getting a goal on that near post. Slowest guy on the field, slowest guy in the stadium, um, somehow somehow loses his mark and, and, and gets a goal. He's he's isn't he like number two all time in, in in World Cups? Did I did I misread that? With with what goals? With yeah, with goals in a World Cup. Um, John would probably know that better than. Uh, but yeah, I believe he's he's um, amongst the leaders of. of uh, Players who have scored the most World Cup goals for for Mexico. I'm totally wording that terribly. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's possible. I don't. I don't see him scoring against Germany, but maybe the other, maybe uh, Sweden and Korea can get one in. I'm hopeful, but it's going to be a nerve wracking match. I'm already kind of like nervous about it, and just. because while I'm feeling better about the team, there is that sense of like, man. But if it, because if it turns ugly, it could turn ugly. So I kind of feel like this uh, this particular team has has the potential of, of 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 delivering big or failing massively. Yeah, and I think I think that's what I know. I know you guys are criticizing the Mexican fans, Mexican press, and uh, I don't want to go exaggeration on this, but I think the U.S. or the non-Mexican press will be more cheerleaderish than the Mexican press, which is Mexicans really, you know, they're really critical. Over, overboard on the criti- criticism. But they're used to, I think, the failure, the many failures. They even came out with a promo video of uh, with Max Rodriguez and, uh, and Schneider and I think it was four just the, the four failures that Mexico had. So these these people in Mexico have lived through all that. They know that, okay, we might have hope for this Mexican team, but if they don't beat Scotland with all those opportunities more than 2-0, 3-0, then we're going to boo them. And I don't see anything wrong with them booing them. I think Mexico just needs to go out. I, and I guess I, stuff and, I'm of the opinion that this particular that this team and and all versions of, of the Mexican team are <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the word. Not, I'll use your word, Beto. Uh, someone on the on the weaker end of, of being like mentally strong and being able to brush things off. Now it could be largely to do with the fact that I don't exactly know the volume of of attention they get, so I, I could be underestimating that. But like, let's just let's just assume that they that there is that weakness there. If that's the case, then why? And you want your team to win. Why do you want to make them feel like shit right before you send them off? Like I, I just, to me as a fan, just doesn't make sense. I'm like, and then keeping it all in context, I get it. Like, I mean, it, but if you're only looking at it from the perspective, of I paid money and, and I expect um, these bums to perform, and I'm going to voice my displeasure because I wanted to see five goals. Okay, I mean that's absolutely the right. I just don't think it's productive if your ultimate concern is. The team's performing. The team, the good. I, I I just think like positive vibes, man. Like you know, like I'm not saying celebrate the 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 one zero, but don't 
boo them off the field. And then, like, having Gio boo the moment he touches the ball, mm-hmm. uh, that stuff is unproductive, man. I'm like, how are you helping? And, and and to me, I guess, like, as a fan, yeah, I'm going there as a spectator, but I like to think of myself as a 12th man. And that, and that my encouragement on some tiny little level is, is helping. And I just don't see by booing them is that how that's really going to help anything. Yeah, I have, I, I agree mostly. I, I agree that they shouldn't do that. I agree that, um, being the 12th man is a possibility. Like when you're playing at home and, and you're, and you hear the cheers that motivates you, you see it in the NBA all the time. But, uh, I think the, I think the word productive, like a fan, you're not productive. You're, I mean, you can be on the positive side, but if you're booing, a player shouldn't think of you're not being productive or you're not, you're not helping me or, you know, poor little me. Why are you doing this to me? They should, it should just brush right off them because the fans aren't on the field. The fan, that's what like Grant was saying. It's like, I agree. It should. Worst enemy. I, Shooting themselves, but the fans aren't shooting your your players. The fans aren't on the on the field playing and you know booing and then missing a goal and stuff. I'm just saying that under the pretext that this team is mentally weak, yeah, that definitely will hurt. If you're if you're if you're if we're under the assumption that this team is mentally weak and it needs like uh, mental coaches to to talk them up and to make them feel a little bit better about themselves and to like and to remove the negativity from the media and doing all these kinds of exercises and, and, and and gurus or whatever they are. To, to try to get over that mental hump, then booing is definitely going to hurt them. Uh, yeah, but I, I would rather... So that's what I'm saying. Like, you are literally... Chances are you're kind of getting in their head. Um, and you don't need... You, like, that's that that can't help. Like, at least at least I'm thinking... It hasn't worked in the past where this... Te- where the, at least in my opinion, Mexico seems to not perform at its best when, when, the, when the time is absolutely critical. At least in the past, like in knockouts rounds where the goal has to be made, the right pass has to be made, the right defensive decision has to be made. They've always been able to come up short some way, somehow every single time. So, at least to me, yeah, I don't think, um, I mean, they've always referred to them as acomplejados. Like, that's, yeah, I don't think booing is going to help, man. I I do think that booing can, can really hurt. I personally think. Should it? No. I agree. It should absolutely have no bearing on, on those players' minds. It should absolutely just run off them, beat off them like like water. But that's I don't think that is what we have. When you have um, Hector Moren, Hector Herrera, I think posting something like something about bullying on his Twitter and and then like these serenity pictures of Cheech, like acting like like he, he's above it all, like he's like unbothered by by everything, you know, and he's like just concentrating it. Like that that to me is, is clearly that 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 all the attention this type of stuff is getting to them on some level. Oh yeah. I think it does get, to, could be, I could be speculating. It does get, I think it does get to Chicharito. He, uh, he did a live an Instagram live and you can tell he gets upset for a lot of things. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I mean, I, I think if the booing is affecting them, then keep on doing it because quit being weak. You need to be, you need to be, you need to be uh, toughened up. Uh, Sergio says uh, English fans boo the, their team all the time. Um, I don't know. English England seems like a... they've done great ever since that last World Cup. <laughs> <Who is it? laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that seems like a bad example because they, they're not good. <laughs> and, and there is a, a slight difference, too, in between, like, while there are, I think, a lot of similarities, um, both, like, with the league structure and how the national teams, like, uh, uh, disappoint. I, I Maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I do think that a lot of English fans, at least, uh, a large quantity of them, are more club over country, where I do think most Mexico fans, they do... Um, hold the national team slightly above their, their club team. Yeah. I so I think it's easier to boo. And I think the English invented booing. So at least, um, at least that's the impression I get from watching the Prince's Bride. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking the opposite on that club over country. I was thinking of that whenever, uh, I forget who was talking about, um, like Mexican fans will boo the national team all the time, but then they'll go back to, uh, to their team in, in Guadalajara, Atlas, or Chivas, or America, and they'll, they'll support them without booing. Um, yeah, I think, I think they were talking about that on the Mexican soccer show, maybe. Oh yeah, that's that's right, and I think that's because it's actually club over country. the 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 country is sort of like, yes, we love it, and we'd love the national team to do well, but what we really want to do well is the is the club because that's our local team. That's our our team, we can go see every. It does make sense because I think it's easier to to boo something like. Uh, That's a little. Like I don't know. Like I can't see. I can't. Like I love my kid. I can never envision myself booing him. <laughs> no matter how disappointed I was, I, I'd be continually cheering. But your nephew, yeah. you your your nephew or your your cousin, you could boo. <laughs> no, 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 no way. <laughs> but, but I think my point is that it, it's easier to boo it maybe if you're not as attached. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's I say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, did we lose a? I think John's did we lose gonna, John. John's switching to his uh, his home computer. He was on the on the road. Ah. And uh, well, is back on his phone. Yeah, I'm right here. I actually turn into El Tano Pazman when I'm watching the national team. Have we have we discussed the uh, Chivas at all? No, sir, we haven't. We haven't discussed that circus. You ready to go into that? Did you Did you have like a like a long like prepared statement? Uh no. Or maybe like a personal, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, or maybe like a personal um, heartfelt goodbye to to Pizarro. No, I. You know, I'm actually on the other end of what's going on, where I feel that it's not that big of a deal. It just became one because of poor media handling and everyone's to blame I feel even even Almeida because having this agent leak the resignation email that just created more chaos um, but and, and I say that because his agent was shopping him around for the past for the past six months at least and he's on record you know in in uh he was in a, an interview where he had made in 2017, and he said, yeah, Almeida's going to be at least six more months, which would have been past December, this past December. And, yeah, there have been news where he was trying to, like, link him up with Paraguay, Ecuador, a few other clubs, you know, and it just didn't happen. So him leaving, uh, Almeida leaving, or, or just the breakup, 
going the way it happened, it was just a matter of time. So that's why I'm not too like, I wasn't even surprised, you know? Yeah, I think you've been describing their financial issues um, for a while, and that was going to show its face yeah. eventually. Well, yeah, and, and uh, that was a big reason they had sold Gallito. You know, they were trying to lower the wages, and then they... That's why um, Alanis didn't resign. I mean, what do you call it? Extend his contract because he wanted more money, and Chivas was like, yeah, no. They basically said we, they just, they weren't willing to give him what he was asking for. And you're looking at a player that at the time was, I'm not sure, was he called up to the team or was he let go for the national team? Was he in the I cut? believe he was, he, was, uh, he was still getting called up. Even when he wasn't playing, he was still getting called up. No, no, but right now, I mean, did he make the World Cup list? No. No, but I mean, he was in the final 27. So, I mean, you had a potential World Cup player, and he knew, he knew that, and he was trying to use that. And uh, so then you had the whole deal where where the, the Spain team came, the La Liga team, and he left on a free transfer, and that was a big reason they were trying to freeze him over because the club lost a lot of money right there. Where um, I guess they weren't expecting a, an offer from abroad. You know, because even if he was out of contract, they could have still negotiated him to another team in, in Liga MX. Uh, so that, that was part of the chaos. And even, even right there, Almeida was, you know, he, he had been fine with sending the player to the under 20s. I don't know if you guys remember that. He didn't exactly stand up for the player. So I mean, even at that point, he was like, hey, whatever, you know, it is what it is. I thought that whole situation was really oddly played. I, I do, I do remember him just being silent about it. Not really. I, I actually didn't know whether if it was totally his decision or not, whether he played or not. Like, yeah, no, I don't think it was his decision, like to send him to the under twenty. But he, at that point, this this had came after. Um, so Chivas had sacked uh, or Jaime Ordiales, who was the GM. And so, so the GM responsibilities were now going to be, be divided between between Higuera and Almeida. So I, I would put put this on Higuera, who who messed up the negotiations, and he he basically told Almeida, hey. and and that was that was I think where where the relationship began to strain, you know. But I mean, if they didn't have the money to pay it, they just didn't have the money to pay it. I mean, I think that goes. I think their hands are kind of tied as far as being able to, to keep them, yeah, and, and, and pay him the pay him the the, the 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 increased wages that he's asking for. I mean, I think their hands are, are literally tied. I mean, they're they're literally sell, selling everybody now. I think they 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 figure they've milked as much as that out of they can as far as winning, and now it's time to sell and then yeah, you know, rebuild rebuild a team. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they make some better financial decisions that gets revenue coming back in somehow and. Reduce and reduce the the spending. Uh, I think they should get rid of. Oh yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> I, I no. think they should. I mean, if, if, I, they're I going, if they're going in the youth, um, if they're going in the youth direction, 
I'm not sure if there's a, a, a remaining beef, but I mean, I, you've heard that there's that 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 they're not so cool with with some of the new guys, uh, the guys that came from Santos. But it, like that's literally the, what they're betting on is is the future. And if this guy's not really buying into this whole thing because he has told me in the past about Chivas not signing um, marquee players, then maybe that's something yeah. somebody you do want to get him. And and let's not beat around the bush. He's he, he's not produced. No, well, that's why it's going to be difficult to get rid of him because which team is going to want to pay? He has high wages, you know. He's, so he could just wait it out at Chivas, but I don't, I don't see any club right now, especially for a striker. And then Chivas paid close to $20 million. So even to, to recoup, I don't think they would, they're even going to get half of that. Uh, but I think the, for Pulido's going to be the wages. I don't think he's he'll just wait till his contract runs up and then he can negotiate something else. But but uh, Almeida will be. I guess he's doing a presser tomorrow, and he will announce whether he stays or leaves. Uh, other reports seem to assume that he's out. Almeida said he's. He will speak to the players and then to the fans. So I guess uh, speaking to the players, he might be saying his goodbyes. Or unless he's trying to see if they could convince him to stay. Uh, but even if he did stay, just just the whole toxic relationship, another poor start of the season and he would just get sacked. And, uh, you know, in league play, he's the team hasn't looked, they look pretty bad. Uh, last season, they didn't win a single home game. You know, two seasons without Liguilla. And just the way the team is now, they could easily make a three. He's gone. Almeida's gone, man. That's my bet. Yeah, it looks bad for him. Like, he's not getting the national team if you're on, on your third straight Liguilla failure. Yeah, he looked good winning the Copa MX and a, and a Conca Champions, but... People forget that, man. Cruz Azul won that not too long ago, and they're still getting Cruz Azul to make fun of, you know? You got some haters on the chat. Uh, oh, and make that actually out of the, was it the last 40 games with Chivas? I think he only won six of them. In the regular. <laughs> yeah, in league. In, in league play, we, we, have, we should clarify, John. I think these these cups have been a blessing for him and he's looked really good. But, I mean, if, if you're looking at it, if he's in like La Liga, for example, that's like you're doing good in La Copa del Rey, but in league play, you're you're fighting relegation. And, you know, in any top league, the league is comes first. And, you know, unless you're playing like Champions League, but, but league play is, is the priority. We have a surge on the chat. Death from above on the chat. <laughs> what? Yeah, they were saying they were saying uh, to dispense with the Chivas talk. They were hating on Chivas. Wait, they don't <laughs> want to hear Chivas talk, or or yeah, they're they're, or, they're both Americanistas, I believe. That's why. Oh, <laughs> well, we could talk America, man. You guys are without right now. Um, what's his name? 
Pelayas, man. He's right across the street. Wait, we're going to be playing in the same stadium. Uh, so if if Cruz Azul does better, man, I think a lot of Americanistas are going to have to start realizing they made a mistake in letting him go. His, his track record in Coapa was, was really good, man. It always surprised me how much how much the fans, you know, talk bad about about Pelayas and, and their team. America was pretty much fighting a campeonato every every tournament. Uh great savior for America is gonna be Linus. Yeah, but he's he could be, but look like like look at the transfer stuff. They haven't gotten some of their transfers right. Um, the the whole the Jong thing, they're saying that that might not even happen anymore. They just a uh, uh, youth player. So what what are, what are your th- what are your thoughts on the Toulon tournament with the the mini play team there? Have you guys been checking out those games? Um, um, they're at different, different points. Really good. Uh, going forward, uh, um, because you know, I think the they always are. I don't think we'll see how the team. I do think that what Belize is doing, um. Is impressive, and I. Like, uh, that's probably like the smartest thing in Cruz Azul could have. Yeah. next season. I'm gonna try to wrestle the Americanistas right now. I think with Pelayas, I could turn the tide, because Cruz Azul always loses to America, but now you have. You have a guy that knows that that team inside out, even knows even knows Piojo inside out. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised, man, if next season Cruz Azul starts putting one over America, man. Cruz Azul. All the fans, all the fans, the Cruz Azul fans are going to return um, back to their club. Um, Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was done. You're breaking up, though, I think. Or... All right. I'm actually going to hang up and join the... Yeah, you guys are... I keep breaking um, I But here you go. All righty. I guess... Dan was breaking up for me, and I guess we were breaking up for him as well. So he dropped off. He might join back. So Cruz, uh, while saying Cruz Azul is going to get the best of America. Well, at least turn the tide, you know, start start getting some wins. Uh, I'll do to Pelais. Yeah. Man up top. Did we lose Dan? I think he was going to reconnect he, with his phone or something. Okay. He was on the Chiwas TV connection. You trying to uh, rustle up the uh, Americanistas there, Joel, with your with your Pelaez yeah. talk? Our Will Hermanos. 
Hey, well, you know, John, we, I know we, you agree with me, man. You don't absolutely. let go of dude like Belayas. You, you're called he equal. He, the way they were winning and, and the, their consistency, they hadn't had that in like over 30 years. And and they remind me a little bit of my uh, Chi hermanos where they were they were mad because Mohammed left. You know, they, I think that happens a lot of times. We become more enamored with, with the coaches, just similar at Chivas right now. Uh, the amount of love Almeida's getting, it's it's very, uh, it, it's impressive to see. But, but if we look about it right, you know, and, and as much as I dislike Higuera, he was a big part of the team, you know, that won the league title and he brought a lot of these players, even though he he broke the piggy bank, but he he brought he built that squad, man. I, I keep hearing Almeida built it, but no, not really. It, it was Higuera, man. He even Higuera brought Almeida. Should so, we yeah. should we continue the the rustling of the of the America fans? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Joel, in, yeah. this, in, this, in this last draft, uh, Guadalajara had a very Ricardo Peláez-like attitude toward the players they picked up. They picked up some very serviceable, proven uh, uh, players to help them out for the upcoming season. So maybe, yeah, they could have been the Anda, you know? Maybe the Anda is, has taken a page from the, from the Peláez playbook. By the way, you know how great it is to have a have a wife who after a long day's work has a plate of chicken, chicken and chilaquiles waiting for you at the house. It's just I gotta tell you, just outstanding. Don't toss with your mouth. Don't don't. Uh, Excuse uh, me as I, as I snarf down my 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 food here. And um, but you're right though, I mean, with what Pelaz was able to do, I mean, and, and almost overnight. Turn them around, bringing in the the, the proven league and make his players instead of trying to get the splashy signing and, and, and getting coaches again and, and getting coaches that knew the league. You know, not bringing in some you know some crazy uh, foreign decent coach, but totally improving in Mexico. Obviously, paid off for him. And now I th- I think that if uh, if Gaisina doesn't work out that well, you know, as, as much I think that if when he does make his next move, he's going to pick up a coach. Um, frankly, I, I, I see uh, him and, and Vucetti actually making making a lot of, of uh, doing very well for Cruz Azul. I think that, that that's ultimately what's going to end up happening. Vucetti? Yep. Well, Vucetti is sounding for Chivas right now. Uh, but we talked about why that might not happen. He does not like Vergara. You know, but who knows? Time heals wounds. Vergara has stayed away from the team, so he might be willing to work with with the other guys. You think that that could uh, could possibly happen? What? Yeah, I think I think it's a possibility. You know, especially if they they give him a nice contract. You know, where if where they you can't just fire him. You know that. Right. He'll get a nice, a nice payout. Yeah, he'll 
which which yeah, I think that's going to happen if 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 they get any renowned coach, unless they go after a coach that's just you know that needs the work, like uh, Profe Cruz, I think was being named. That would just be awful. I mean, no, no nothing against Profe Cruz, but you might as well get, you know, Ruben Omar Romano or you know, just you know somebody, you know, that's <laughs> you know, you know, a, a guy that carries a sandwich cart. It's just, oof. But Chivas may not have a choice. I mean, they, they may not be able to afford that many folks. Whatever yeah, happened well, I mean, to Travieso Guzman, man, he's he hasn't had a, a, a decent. Liga makes a job in a while. It's been Liga da Senso, man. The Liga da Senso limbo for a couple of these guys. That's, that's, a, that's a thing about not having a, you know, like better coverage of that league. And, and it doesn't, and it it's hurting them also with the no relegation thing. But I, I think it is for the best to a certain extent because you're trying to, uh, you're trying to get rid of some of the corruption that exists with, with you know, they use the clubs to launder money or, or for transfers, which is the same reason. So they're trying to get all these investors uh, to just put more money into the club by making bigger stadiums and, and like, youth divisions and all that. Yeah, but the only way that that's really going to happen... Is as if they start revenue sharing. That, that's true. You know, uh, and again, this is the Premier League, and I get it. It's you know outside of. Well, I mean, there's no if fans are about it, it is the most popular league in the world in any sport. Period. The Premier League. I don't think anybody denies that. So when one of you know a team gets promoted, they they get what like a just this massive massive television contract. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen to teams that get promoted in Mexico, but a team that gets promoted in Mexico should at least have some sort of reward for being promoted other than just playing in the first division. You know, the first of which would be a nice a nice chunk of money from a, from a, from a TV contract. Not what poor Lobos Buap had to do and, you know, just, you know, you know, basically pay somebody to put them on the air. So... That 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 would certainly help with the investment. I mean, if they're asking all these folks to invest, uh, all this, I wish I wish Ron was here because he, this is uh, something that I was very passionate about. I mean, they, I mean, you're asking you're asking a lot, and if the league isn't willing to help you out with that, then you know that's uh, that might be too too much for, for for some folks to bear. I mean, obviously there's some that can handle it, but not not everybody can. Well, gentlemen, I was thinking that tonight we could do our uh, our World Cup picks, but that, since we don't have everybody on, I'd, ra- I'd rather maybe we should uh, wait till next like next Wednesday, the the day before the World Cup, and and do all our picks then, because I, I will I will bust out the picks that we made uh, minutes after the draw, and then we said we'd do this again before the World Cup, so we 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 should do that we should do that next week. I will uh, look, at every, look at everybody's picks and we'll. We'll do, and then we every everyone everyone is uh, is allowed to make uh, is allowed to make changes.
Yeah, I might make a Germany change, John. Uh-oh. I I think it's it's uh you know, the crystal ball has cleared a bit. Really? It was yeah, it was looking pretty bad for Mexico. But Germany, man, I think what is they haven't been able to win in their last five games. Yeah, but it's still Germany. Yeah, but but you don't want to like go with that form, you know, where the last game against Austria they were winning. Sounds like what Germany uh, needs to do, Joel, is to throw a party. Is to throw a party. That's right. <laughs> With and have enough goals that they could have rotacion de damas. Well, you know the. Because uh, I think that's what they were doing with thirty girls, Davy. It's perfect for rotations. The uh, the Germans in the in the nineteen eighty two World Cup. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what their what their vice was, but they were a bunch of hellraisers. <laughs> In that World Cup, I don't know if it was the if it was the drinking and the gambling and, the, and yeah. all the other stuff, but uh, but they ended up making the final. But, uh, but apparently, but more more than one German player played played hungover in the during the 1982 <laughs> World Cup. Seriously, sounds sounds more like Sunday League games. <laughs> and remember, they and, lost and then, they lost in that World Cup, even though they made the final. They lost their first match to Algeria, two to one. Man. And Algeria should have spanked them uh, even more so. And the goal, and if, if you should look it up, the goals Algeria scored were outstanding goals. They were very good. And then uh, Germany, then they played Chile, and they won that one, I think, 3 0. And uh, I believe Austria beat Algeria. So everyone thought everyone's going back there. But then Algeria beat Chile. So they had four points. Uh, the, the Austrians had had four points by virtue of beating Algeria and Chile, and Germany had two. And the only result that would allow both Austria and Germany to advance to the next round was if Germany won one zero. They played each other in the last game. This was after already knowing the results. It was the last game of the of the group, and within the first ten minutes, Germany scores a goal. They proceed to play. You know, kickball for the for the remaining eighty minutes, and they win one zero. Algerians were, were were very upset, and it was from that point on that the World Cup decided that they had to play the games, the last group game at the same time, so they wouldn't have any kind of funding funding business. So yeah, it, yeah. Uh, the, and the, the Germans and they lost in twenty ten in the group stage, so it's not like it's it's unfathomable for Germany. So please, Joel, your crystal ball before 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 clouds up again. Well, yeah, and then there's been a bit of a champion's curse. We've seen a few teams that win the World Cup, and then in the subsequent cup, they go on to be eliminated in the group stage. You know, happened to France, uh, Italy. Spain. Yeah. So, I mean... That's what I'm hanging on by, John. On, well, you know on. that is that is Hold the uh, the the cornerstone of of Ron's argument for Mexico. You know, and when he made his picks, yeah, naming naming Mexico a semifinalist. Oh, what what he said? He said that, that Germany would not make it out of the out of the group stage. Oh, man, I, I need to listen to that. Yeah, that was our, our our first Wait, show of, of 2018. 
Yes, yeah, it, it, the we lost Dan. Dan, could you? I, I, did, I didn't hear what you said. Could you repeat what you said? Blink, blink once. If you're oh, okay, was, Dan. My, my connection sucks, guys. Um, I, I don't. Just close the ones. Who said that, uh, no, no pagaste salito. Um, I'm not sure if you were, if, but 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 uh, it is on tape. I've found. I'm not sure what you were asking. I don't know if you maybe maybe you can chat it, Dan, and we'll uh, we'll get your get your question asked. But Dan, one thing I would say is, dude, you know, there are better services than Chivas. Chivas, Chivas team. Good up your up your game. Yeah, so so Joel, so so uh, Cristobal, so, so you think that Germany might is a little more vulnerable. So does that mean they'll only win three nothing, as opposed to six? <laughs> no, I mean I think it's possible to get a draw. You know, we've seen Mexico do it against Italy twice, against Brazil in Brazil. Um, they beat France. So. It's not unthinkable, you know. It's it's not impossible to to get a good result. Just that the team looked so bad when we when they played in at the Confederations Cup, they were just outclassed, man. It, it didn't even look like a fair fight, John. It didn't, and uh, you know, I firmly you know take the stand that Germany could have scored twenty goals that day with with, with relative ease. Yeah, and it was their. Uh, they're like experimental squad. Yeah, well, that, that experimental hey, squad is now the Germany squad. So that so that was the, the dress rehearsal squad. After after what I read was, after what they had done, that I, I've seen described as a disappointing Euro Cup. They had reached the semifinals. <laughs> that was being called a disappointing exit from the Euro Cup. Um, but but if we if you look at Germany's record, I think since 1982. They have made at least the quarterfinals, and since, uh, I forgot, I don't know if it's 98, no, it's semifinals. Um, yeah, semifinals since 02. Yeah, since 02, I mean, that's really impressive, man. Uh, they really know how to play that tournament, John. Yeah, I mean, well, I've been, this is my, my 10th World Cup. You know that I've been alive for, or at least that I remember why. Yeah, and they've always just been out. I mean, it's it's Germany. I mean, they're the you know it, Germany, Brazil, Italy, and Argentina. I know Italy's out of it. Maybe they've had some rough luck, but those are the four, traditionally the four strongest teams on the planet, and have been in my lifetime, and and, and certainly for for y'all's as well. I know that Spain's come up a little bit, France, but it's always been those four teams. And so you just want to. You, know, you want to avoid playing the teams now. Mexico in, in, in here has a really good opportunity to, uh, you know, you know they, they could play both Brazil and Germany in, the, in their first four games. And wouldn't wouldn't it be amazing if they beat them both? Yeah, well, Mexico is gigantes del grupo, John. That's right. They they, they at least advance past the group stage six times already. So there. How lovely would it be for Mexico <laughs> if? Uh, 
Actually, it's been Mexico, Brazil, and Germany have been the only countries to advance out, out of the group stage since 1986. Yeah, now they've got to face both teams. <laughs> that's right. Potentially. That's a, potentially that's the, face both. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Buen Can premio. you guys hear me better now? Or no? yes. 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 Did you, okay. did you, did you cross the border, Dan? I just mando turned su, off my Wi-Fi. Mando su, mando su pago. I, I guess my, my home Wi-Fi is, is Western Union. Up, so. I'm not sure what happened. Well, if you're out in the car, then you might not have good Wi-Fi because of distance. It's a few feet. So, what was what was your uh, what was your question, uh, Dan, or your question comment that you were you were breaking up? In your oh mind? yeah, I just I was just curious to say who who was the one who had predicted that Germany wouldn't qualify out of the group. That was Ron, believe it or not. That's incredible. So he thinks it's going to be Sweden and Mexico qualifying. Uh, you know, I I have it in my. I have it on my laptop here because he did his picks different. I'm sure that's got to be it. I don't, I don't see how you can, anybody could possibly choose uh, South Korea to, to get Vance out of that group. Apparently today they played a game against uh, Bolivia in, in Salzburg. I wonder if they did the uh, the Sound of Music tour. Yeah, as long as the team doesn't turn out like a like an Angola type performance, um, I, I feel I feel uh, okay about Mexico's chances. Um, and like you know. And just think, the more I keep thinking about this team, the better I feel about them. The 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 better, the more positive that I think the the chances are of actually getting a result against Germany are. Maybe maybe it's just like the typical uh, World Cup fever that, that that I get every 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 four years that that, that that makes me overly positive on the team, but. But yeah, I think I think this team has been together long enough where I think they're 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 due. Now, in the in the Olympics that Mexico played in, in Rio in 2016, Germany was in their group stage, and it was there. It was there. For, it was actually Germany, Korea were both in their group, and they all and everybody played Fiji. So you know that was going to be the win. And Mexico tied the Germans two two. They should have won the game. Actually, they had a couple of chances. I think I think Chucky had a couple of chances where they they, they should have won that. But then they lost to Korea 1-0, and and they did not uh, advance past the uh, past the group stage. Excuse me in the uh, in the Olympics, but uh, I, I'm I'm starting to starting to feel those same vibes as well, Dan. It just seems like uh, that uh, if uh, and I don't necessarily think that a good result against Germany is necessarily something where they. I mean, if they get points out of that, that would be crazy good. I mean, I I, th- I don't think that there's one Mexican on the planet that would uh, that would not take a 0-0 draw, you know, immediately, you know, just, you know, immediately. But I think that, but that, that anybody that uh, has that expectation is crazy. And I think that people would just would, would be over the moon thrilled if they were able to get uh, extract some points from, from the Germany game. But, you know, if, if they lose 1-0, one, one you know, by one goal, I think that would be an excellent result. I mean, that's that sounds terrible to say, but the the, the worst thing that you can do when you when you play Germany in, in the group stage when you're battling for that other position is you 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 cannot get blown out. Portugal did not make the the, the round of sixteen in the last World Cup because they got blown out by the Germans in the in the first game. Four it was three zero after like fifteen minutes. Uh, the way that the Germans came out and played that game, so Portugal Portugal was toast, and you know they. They tied the U.S. and they beat Ghana. If they lose to Germany 1-0, you 
then they advance ahead of the United States in in the group stage because of the gold differential. So the worst thing you can do is is just is just to get uh, is to get your your. Uh, well, well, and the good thing is, is that um, Osorio has uh, has figured out a way to. to, to ha- I'm sure he's thought about a a, 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 a scenario of, to prevent an ass beating. I believe he has covered that that in that com- that press conference that one time that he's got it covered now. He got a whistle. <laughs> he's got a plan B. Yeah. Well, he's going to need a plan C as he, well. He got a rape whistle. He don't want that ass beating. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, but actually, I was thinking about uh, Joel's reasoning why Chivas was due for their championship the the the, the season, and I'm kind of going going along those same lines where this team has really been together for a really long time. They have a they're they're the oldest and most experienced team I think going into the 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 World Cup. Yeah, a lot of players with with two to three cups. Already under their belt, and they're not really, and they're not terribly old. I mean, obviously Rafa's going to skew the numbers, but but like everybody else is still, you know, they're not terribly old. So, and and I and I and I'm still of the opinion that going forward, um, this is one of the most talented uh, teams um, that, that I've seen. Um, you know, I I look back and I just don't think. That Kikin, Bravo, Guille, Bozo, um, Sava. Who was that one? And I keep forgetting the guy that, that played at Pachuca, who was on the national team for a while too. Um, Cacho. But, Cacho. Cacho, yeah. I mean, all these guys—they seem like, uh, like I don't think they, these those guys would get a sniff on on this team. Right, Castro. So I think like if if it clicks on 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 the right day, man, I think that these guys could really put out like a great performance because I mean it's it's crazy. Like I think for years, I mean that's why we were all excited over Nettie, you know, um, because like we finally got a, a, a striker or finally got a guy that could really do something on his own and create something and, and, and like a true finisher, a real striker. And we have guys that are way better than Nettie now. Um, yeah, like, well, Vela, Vela, right. Now. Exactly, Vela too. Like he's he's now he's uh, um probably as good as we've seen him right now. Like uh, we're we're like you know when he's on his game, you know that I don't think there's a more talented player. And, yeah, he's he's definitely enjoying himself, and I think that's that's all he ever wanted. And that's another reason too why I think that like the the, the positive vibes that I've seen at least leading up to the, prior to this. Whole debacle, but I'm pretty sure they're going to go. Pat, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be fine. It's a blow over. Um, no, honestly, I'd rather have a debacle like this than a debacle where like some player was shockingly cut. You know, and I think that that was one of the reasons why Mexico's Copa America wasn't necessarily as strong as it could have been. Oh, like Cuauhtémoc. Are yeah, you Cuauhtémoc open all loans? Or even when, when, jo- when Giovanni was cut from from Copa America. But you're right, though, as far as the experience, and and I know that people say that Rafa skews that, but he really doesn't, though, because you know the 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 Giovanni generation, you know, they are all between, you know, they're either twenty, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine, or thirty. You know, it's going to be their third World Cup for most of these guys. 
and it's going to be like their fourth or fifth World Cup, you know, at, at different youth levels. So, I mean, these guys have been playing together for, for a long, long time. You know, they, they know each other. They're, in the chat, one of the guys mentions uh, in the last in the 2012 Lone Tournament, Fabiana Aquino, Jimenez, Vivo, Raiv, Herrera are all on that team. I mean, that, that really was the tournament, uh, that one in the Olympic tournament, where you know, people didn't know who the hell Hector Herrera was. And in that tournament, and then in the Toulon tournament, is, is where he uh, he really uh, broke out. I remember, he wasn't, and then he uh, paired up with Salcido at, at the Olympics. Yeah, so there's, you know, you know these guys, uh, have, you know, they, they've been playing together for for a while, and uh, you know, every, every time I see uh, uh, Carlos Vela and Giovanni on, on, on the same pitch, I mean, I, mean, so, uh, I feel like they could make something happen. They made something happen in, in the first 15 minutes against Scotland. They scored a goal. The only one negative, like, man, lives there. The only negative, he just be reputation. Is that uh, these players aren't on big teams in Europe. And I don't know if they could actually be significant players on big teams in Europe. That, that never mattered in the past, though. I mean, if, if you look at how Mexico has been doing. We wouldn't have players in big teams, and when we went up against, you know, some of these bigger European teams, they, the team still performed very well. You know, if I were if I were to think of a team that this team is going to have a, a similar World Cup to, I think it's going to be the '98 team because I, I think that they're they're extremely strong offensively. I think I think defensively they have some liabilities. But but I think that they're that, that they're that they're coming together and, and and gelling at the right time, and it would be lovely for Mexico to have to, you know, this is like a pipe dream I know, but to go into that Sweden game knowing that they've already qualified for the next round, so that that way, uh, you know, that they they can, um, you know, not 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 necessarily take it as seriously or whatever it is, but uh, but 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 not not have that pressure of of having to expend all that energy to get the win because then by the time the round of 16 rolls around you know their legs are gone they just don't have they they just don't have it and I think that that's one of the, one of the reasons why they ended up losing to uh, Holland the way they did so I would love Mexico to to coast through the group stage to where they can this, so, so that the tournament can start for them at the round of 16 the way that, it, that the tournament starts for the Brazils and the Germanys and the you know the France and in the Argentinas, where they use the group stage kind of as their as their tune-up for you know for the for the for the games that are that are that are really going to matter, and I, I would love for Mexico to get to that point. And if that means that they have to have more players, you know, play wherever, then you know, so be it. And I get that. But the only way that's going to happen is if there's more Mexicans playing in not just in the Mekis, but you know, in MLS, you know, as, as many leagues as they can. That's what I would like to see, and I, that, that that can certainly happen. Have, have you seen that? Like, in, you make a good point about the the legs dying in the Holland game. Have you seen that, like, in the German Championship team last World Cup, or in other teams that have gone really deep? Did they have a really good first game? Or two games in the group stage to let them ease through group stages and even through 
round of 16, has that been like a, a trend for championship teams to have that advantage and that rest? The word, like their, their last game isn't as important as the other. And I've seen, well, like in, in 2010, another Germany, you know, they had to, they had to beat, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, cause they beat, they, they, they'd beaten, oh, they, I think they could just tied God, but so it was a little different, but in most cases, uh, you know, Germany has been, uh, where I don't, I don't think they've qualified by the third game, but they've, you know, they've, uh, but the thing is, is, is that Germany also doesn't really fully, in my, in my opinion, they don't fully, uh, uh, I mean, they, they don't play it a hundred percent in all three of those games. I think that they, that they only play when they need to. I so, think it's one of the, it's one of the few teams, especially against a much lesser team that can turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. That goes to my point. Mexico isn't, doesn't have that luxury. They have no, to they don't. for the whole 90 minutes. And so this type of tournament is not going to work with their skill set. By the time they get to the fifth, uh, to the fourth, fifth game, they're dead because there's no way they would have qualified to the fourth or fifth game without putting a hundred percent for 90 minutes for three games. Right. No, you're absolutely right. It just, Mexico expends so much energy just to get out of the group stage that by the time that they get to the round of 16, they're, they're, they're not as, uh, they're a little more depleted than the other teams, and I think that that's that's something that we that we've seen uh, historically. And, you know, like even, even when they do get uh, when they do win their first two games, like they did in two thousand two, uh, who was it? Somebody upset somebody, and it was like it was like oh my god, they would just and and, and I mean that even if Mexico lost to Italy with six points that they couldn't qualify, so they still had to play, you know, that game at one hundred and ten percent because because of the uh, you know, because of that possibility. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a good... MJP has a good comment that we're overrating the team. He says, Pavel Pardo is better than Nachiache. Gonzalo Pineda is better than JDS. <laughs> Those are like the... Gonzalo Pineda? Yeah. <laughs> no, mommy. <laughs> There's only one thing we can say to that. Well, those are the lower level team. The lower level team. Chingada, no mames, wey. Gonzalo is good, man. He he won with Pumas and he won with Chivas. My respect for the Gons, man. Just because oh, he I'm wasn't not, in I'm Europe. Not, I'm not disrespecting him. And, and, and he's, a, he's a coach right now with Seattle Sounders. Yeah, he I'm might lead us to glory one day. And, I, and I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he also a lawyer? Man, is there anything he can't do? He's like AC Slater. He was... I don't think he was that impressive with the, with the national team okay. at all. Yeah, I don't think oh, he's that impressive at all. What? You know, even when he was at Pumas. I, I, I won't dispute Pardo, but I don't think that he and Achachi necessarily play the same role. At least um, uh, if he's if we're talking about a defensive uh, midfielder, yeah, I don't think um, Achachi is quite as good as Pardo. But if, in a more attacking role, I think Herrera um, is quite a bit better, actually. Pardo had more defensive discipline, and he was a good. He was an excellent strategist. He was another 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 person who was just extremely intelligent, and, and he showed that on the field. But uh, I think overall talent wise, I, I, I agree with Dan. I think that uh, that uh, Achiacha has been uh, has uh, has shown more. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's had a very solid career at at, at Portos. Is, is he is he not a Portos captain? Yes, he is. Yeah. So. 
I don't think he's going to be back, though. I honestly think he, he, he's gone. Greener pastures. Well, let's uh, let, let's hope so for his sake. Tecate Vela, Aquino, Chucky, a one-dimensional crossing is mediocre. You think that you think those guys are, are one-dimensional? I yeah, think well, Aquino's one-dimensional. one-dimensional. I wouldn't say Chucky or or Tecate at all. You know, his one-dimensional is Arian Robin was one-dimensional. Exactly. And his, his dimension just happened to be really, really, really good. Now, another one would be one-dimensional. Well, I mean, to to me, they're they're petrofrios. Uh, Chucky still hasn't hasn't to me delivered in in the big game. So I guess we'll see against Germany if he if he can deliver. Well, what is your definition of a big game? Well, like in the Olympics against Germany, Chucky choked pretty bad. He missed right in front of the front of the keeper, man. Um, you know, just very important match or in a, in a in a venue in a strong venue or or very important game. I know he did good in in Holland, but that league's not like one of the top leagues. It's well, I think also is that I don't think he. Um... I could be wrong though, but they won the league relatively easily. There wasn't like a, a critical match. I think that where I, I, I kind of see your, your concern. I'm kind of with you too. I think he, there, he has a tendency to sometimes get lost. And even now, um, I'm trying to remember which game it was, but he seemed like he got, uh, he, he was kind of not ignored, but just seemed like a non-existent at times where, where it seemed like the, the, the ball was mostly going to geo. Um, we talked about the, the the game against Scotland. Yeah, that game. I'm trying. I'm already getting them mixed up. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. Right. yeah. Not to take away from his talent, he's definitely very talented, and he has a lot of good qualities. I'm just saying he hasn't been that player that when you play like the really hard opponent, or or you have one of those matches where everything's on the line that he he's excelled. Even even when Pachuca won the. The Liguilla, he he wasn't one of the main guys. It was uh, it was that former Chivas guy whose name I forget. Vitor Guzman. Yeah, he scored the the winner. He he was he was beast that day. You know, actually, Osorio addressed this uh, a few weeks ago, and he said that he said that Chucky would not be the player he is today. Without you know, without the fact that that he's that, and he admitted said that, but without his the, the the struggling that he had to do in those games, he said he and and and, and Chucky had even played. So I, I learned I learned a lot about about those games. So I, you know, Chucky has definitely uh, turned corner. He's going to have a great opportunity to show it here because if you know if Chucky becomes a four goal man at the uh, at the at the World Cup, Chucky is going to go to like a Valencia or. Uh, you know, or or a, a, a Fiorent, you know? I think, yeah, bigger. Right? Yeah. Milan, yeah. You know? So he definitely has an opportunity, and Tecatito has an opportunity to uh, finally, uh, which I'm sure Porto's going, thank God, he didn't cut him off the list, you know, that, that he can uh, make himself a more, a more comfortable future. I mean, those guys certainly have, uh, they have it all in front of them. <clears throat> Now, the player that I'm starting to get a little worried about is uh, is uh, is Chicharito. 
And uh, again, to me, that it, 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 it's more from the lack of, of service that he's getting because the guys that are supposed to be servicing him, which sounds terrible, but uh, you know, those guys would rather uh, cut inside and shoot as opposed to okay. use their off foot to uh, feed Charito. But I also think that that a lot of these friendly games are also like little traps that that people are setting to you know kind of deceive what 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 people may and may not do. So yeah, but his you know like his run at West Ham, his you know he he didn't look too good, and, and he hasn't looked that good. And then going into this World Cup, this was supposed to be his World Cup, and he might not even start. Yeah, it's uh, he's definitely uh, uh, not not the same player that he was uh, even even two years ago when he was when he had that good year at uh, at Leverkusen. So we'll see how. Uh... But you know the thing is though is is that you can't discount him though just because you know he could you know Chicharito is a kind of player that can that can catch fire instantly and then and then you know he could score like six goals in in in, in, in three games. So. One player I'm getting um, I'm getting tired of. Because every 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 game that he's that he plays, I have high hopes and I hope something that he does well. But it's happened so many times where he doesn't do anything. That's Raúl Jiménez. <laughs> I have so many high hopes for him, but he doesn't he doesn't do anything. And so there's going to be a few games where I'm going to be like, okay, I don't even want him on to play anymore on starting lineups. He has had his moments though. The last one, what one's the last one? And maybe because it's so big was the Chilena. Other than that. Yeah, I mean, he's had a, he's had a few, a few goals here and there. He and just, I think he's had some really huge goals for, for, for Porto. Benfica. I mean, um, from Benfica, sorry. Especially last season during Champions League. I, I think, um, the dude, if anything, like, at least, uh, with the club, I mean, I don't think he's had limited, limited chances with the national team because he hasn't always started, but, the guy could definitely come in the uh, be a clutch uh, clutch player that could that could that could get in a real important goal. Um, I still I I at this point I, I'd rather see him start if if they're just gonna have one guy um, they're not gonna play them both. I'd rather see Raúl than than Chicharito at this point. Neither of them are 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 lighting the world on fire right now. But but yeah, you know, so you have like like three strikers that are not. You know, obviously when they're when they're playing well, they're outstanding. But 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 neither of them are anywhere near that level. So at this point, I would say just you know once you throw Gio or Vela as a center forward and, and then have the two crazy wingers play and, and just and just play with a play with no no forward. Wow, like Spain did, and when they won the Eurocopa the last time in twenty was it in twenty twenty twelve when they did that when they played. With Has the, he ever done anything stars. like that? No, not that I'm aware of. Wouldn't put it past him, though. I, I want to see Vela. And now it's just because of those LAFC goals. He seems to be on fire at, the, at that right corner. I think he needs to be there, and he needs and he needs to replicate that because that shot he is super precise with, that left foot going into that far corner. Yeah, I would, lo- I would actually love to see him play the position that he plays at uh, in LAFC, which is, you know, the the you know attacking midfielder position but he comes back so deep to get the ball that I would just and let him and let him roll because he is he is 
extremely talented in that position. He has great vision. He sets people up. And like you said, Chikis, he, he knows how to score, which is a, uh, a very marketable quality to have. And, uh, yeah, so he, you know, ha- having him and having, uh, uh Chucky after, after the, after the season they've had, uh, there are a couple of players that Mexico, uh, has that, that, that certainly have the momentum coming into the tournament that are, that are players you kind of want to have the moment, the momentum going into the tournament. So, um, like I said, I've been watching the two friendlies. I know that Mexico didn't score that much. It's true they scored the one goal against Holland, but, but the fact that they were stringing some passes together and, and understanding what, what each other's roles were, you know, in, in, in the positioning that they had on the, on the field, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was very encouraging to see. So hopefully we will, uh, they, they will build from that in their game against them. Now somebody asked us uh, on Twitter what the starting lineup is going to be against Denmark, and I would ha- I would have to assume that it's if it's not the lineup that's going to play against Germany, it'll probably be the lineup that would line up against Sweden. So I think that Mexico will probably be a little bit more offensive than they would be against the uh, against the German team. So I wouldn't be surprised if they lined up in a four three three instead of a four. I think against Germany they'll do a four four two. I think they'll see four midfielders. And uh, I just the, the one question I have is that I don't know if Rafa's going to play or not, and if because Herrera has was playing the defensive midfielder, and he was actually doing a pretty good job at it in, in Scotland. So, I mean, I th- that would be the the starting lineup that I would expect to see against uh, against uh, Denmark, which is coming up Saturday. Is it at one o'clock, Chiquis, uh Central Time? I have no idea. Let me let me let me let me check that. Let's see what the. I have this magical box in my hand that that if I type stuff into it, it'll 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 spit back information. So maybe maybe we'll. Uh, What's this tomorrow? Oh, it's already Friday, right? One o'clock Central Time. One one p.m. CT. Yep. There you have it. One p.m. CT. So that'll be uh, eleven a.m. Joel, eleven a.m. Pacific. Are you going to be uh, up and about, or is that? In the middle of your of your slumbers, I, I will be up, John. I will definitely be awake. I'll stay awake just for that. Well, how sweet! We have to. We'll have to tell, <laughs> tell uh, Miss Rosario that that you're making a you're making special plans to watch. Oh no, yeah, this this close to the World Cup is. This is their last game. Uh, you want to see? I, I think Rafa has, has to play just because he hasn't had much playing. Well, thank God you don't want him to, to lose all the tread on those tires. So maybe, maybe it's a good thing that he hasn't been playing that much. Yeah. No, I mean, just just the situation with what had happened, you know, with his extra his extra cancha stuff. And even even in Denmark, he is uh, playing with a shirt that has no sponsors on it, like Rafa, the the emblem. You know, the 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 standard bearer for Mexico's national team cannot be associated <laughs> with Movistar, Coca Cola, and Banamex, and, and all the other sponsors that they have. Yeah, he wins. But he can still be on the pitch. Along with uh, Pablo Guerrero, who for some reason was granted, I guess, uh, I guess the the legal court beat the 
the water court or whatever it is, the, the sport court, sport court, to, to allow him to play in the in the World Cup. Well, gentlemen, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up here. But I, but uh, do we have anybody have a? Well, actually, I'll, I'll ask each of y'all uh, your 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 last call thought. Danny, you have any you have any thoughts on last call? <clears throat> Final thoughts. Um, hmm. Yeah, I hope to see Rafa play, and I hope that uh, the team looks looks good. That's basically uh, what I'm hoping for. I think we want to see. Uh, I, I I think that's. What, I think that we're gonna see. It. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we'll see a, a team that's gonna line up against Germany. Okay. Chickies, any 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 final thoughts for you on last call? Uh, final thought on uh, Grant Wall's statement about hating Osorio just because he's not Mexican. Uh, Mexicans loved when Sven came over at first. They love. Yeah, but he's European. Uh, it's different. Well, he's not. He's not a Mexican. They want Almeida. Yeah, but he was European. I'm telling you, it's different. Okay, they want Almeida. He's Argentinian. Argentinian. Yeah. He's Argentinian. They would want Bielsa. And they hate Hugo, and they hate Chepel. So I agree with your what you're saying is Mexicans want a certain type of South American or non Mexican, but they don't hate necessarily JC, uh, Juan Carlos Osorio just because he's not Mexican. Yeah, it's exactly cheekies. If he sounded like Escobar, he he would have we would have loved him, dude. Even if he sucked, if he, if he <laughs> talked like like that. You know, call the press, you know, malparidos, hijo de putas, and, and we, would, we would eat that up, man. Uh, but, you know, it's funny you mention that, because remember when, when, when Nettie gave his famous, porque yo estoy en el right? And the press yeah. just, just whistled at him. And then the next day at the game, or when they had their game against uh, it was Costa Rica, he comes onto the pitch, standing ovation from the crowd. Standing ovation. <laughs> I remember and, and when Cantor was calling the game, he was like, I cannot believe that they're giving this guy a standing ovation. <laughs> and, and Aguirre, too, he would call the press uh, in a joking way, though, but he would, he would, you know, he and even Tuca, just the way they talk. And and I, I think that has a a lot to do with it. Where He's too, he's too cerebral, too intellectual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the press he rubs honestly, people the wrong way. Well, his results too. His results aren't the greatest to be, you know, like this guy's the greatest coach ever. His history isn't isn't doesn't show that. Yeah, but, but the communication's there, being right? The worst and being the best. There's 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 a healthy um healthy middle ground in there that I think um could be found. Look, I'm I'm telling you, if 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 Osorio was was from Argentina or Brazil or even Chile for that matter, the uh, the the press would be talking about his rotación as like it was the greatest thing in the world. Guaranteed. Possibly. Hey, and uh, one one final thing. The uh, there's a new uh, Tuca clip. I don't know if you heard it. When he was going in, they asked for a uh, guy asked me uh, prestas un, un minuto. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that one? Yeah, it said te presto un madrazo. Sí. <laughs> see, see what I mean? That that's how JCO needs to talk. <laughs> oh, John, I did have actually one one point that I did want want to get just a quick little bit of news. Sure. Um, my boy Ronaldo has actually been um, 
loaned to Zacatepec. He's on loan. Yes. Oh, so you know we need that means we need to have a, a Michel uh, Michel Richaud on, who's the director deportivo. So obviously he uh, he was one of the ones that made those decisions. So so now he's going to get he's going to get some playing time. And uh, I'm telling you that you know if, if we were ever to have a field trip, that would be the place where I would want to go see a game is in Zacatepec. Because we can go stay in Tequesquitengo. And Tequesquitengo is outstanding. We'll have to set that up. It is, uh, it is, it is, uh, yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk to Michelle. We'll have to ask him, you know, we'll say, Michelle, come on the show. But the condition is you got to, you got to compass, got to compass some roofs down in Tequesquitengo. That would be, uh, that would be great. Joel, any, any, any final thoughts from you on last call? Yes. I am very, uh, I'm waiting to see what happens with the Almeida presser. And if he does quit, Almeida had said that, uh, not Almeida, the Anda said that if, that if Almeida wasn't coaching match week one, that he was going to resign. So I want to see what happens there. I don't have a lot of time to say. Sorry about that. So, Joel, if, if Almeida does uh, end up, uh, Stepping down, who do you think is 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 what are Real available? No, sir, he's at Toluca and he's he's from the Chepo clan. Uh, I don't think Higuera wants anything to do with the with the De La Torres. Uh, so, no, and and the the one directivo that you know it was Vergara that kept bringing him back. That was like he's he's the guy he he known him since he came into the club. So. That, that's why they would he would always count on on Wero. But I think they already have someone lined up. They've had him lined up since you know maybe over a week when they changed the when they changed the um, the return date for the players to to start uh, preseason. So it's the chance they might already have someone, which would be like. Like you know, full circle for Almeida, who when he arrived, there was a there was already a coach in place, and he's leaving almost the same way. Well, I mean, you know, the, the fact that he showed up like that should be a, a, a good indicator that, you know, this is probably how I'm going to leave too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of names thrown around, so who knows? Arson, Arson, Wenger. Arson Wenger is he the? Is he the no, top candidate? Uh, <laughs> No, it's uh, Camoranesi, Profe Cruz, Bucetich. Uh, it's like two others. I don't know. Whoever it is, I think they're willing to work with youth. So I, that's just what it comes, comes down to. Gotta give it to you just a little bit. Yeah. No, no. It's a, I could go into my sleeping chamber for the next eight years, John, <laughs> until <laughs> a ten-year comet is. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so I just go and suspend animation for the next eight, nine years. Well, um, you know, as far as last call for me, you know, we're you know we're one week out from what is, I mean, at, at least for me, the, the the greatest two weeks in 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 every four years or the. Are the are the first uh, couple of weeks of World Cup because it's the group stage and you get to watch everybody and you know the the, the last group stage was so incredibly entertaining 
And I'm really hoping that this, that, that, that this world cup, uh, you know, if it can, you know, meet a half or three quarters of the, of the, of, of the, the quality of, of excitement and entertainment that we got in the last group stage, I think hopefully we're in for a, for a good world cup, but it's always bittersweet for me because once the knockouts start the, the games get tighter and they're just, they're just not as, they're not as entertaining for me. They're just, they're always very tense affairs and, there's always less games on, and then again, then when the I think it's when the quarterfinals roll around, it's like the last day where there's two games a day, and then it just after that, it's just like, uh, you know, it's, you just know that the World Cup is going to be over. So it's always a, uh, it always starts off so euphorically, but it always it always ends up so uh, bittersweetly for me. And then uh, it's going to be where this time because I think the Liga Mekki starts like during the World Cup. If I'm not mistaken, I think it starts like July 10th, which is the the last weekend of the World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I, usually you want to have like at least a two or three week cushion of not watching any soccer at all after a World. I think I heard you mentioned that you kind of go into soccer hibernation after a World Cup because it's just there's so much of it that you kind of have to ease yourself back in after that. So, uh, yeah, I do a, that. Yeah, so I'm really, I, you know, it's it, it, I, it is my absolute favorite sporting event in the world to. Uh, to watch on looking forward to it and I'm hoping that uh, from what I've seen over at least from the Mexico team the last couple of games I'm you know, if I were a Mexico fan I would be if I were a Mexico fan that was maybe a little bit more uh, pessimistic about their chances I think that I would be a little bit more optimistic regardless of what happened with Mr. Nichols part I think that's that'll be over and forgotten with over the next few days and it'll, it'll, it'll be done and uh so you know, for for Mexico fans, I think that that'll, that's something that they can uh, certainly look forward to, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens after that. But uh, gentlemen, uh, always, uh, always a pleasure. So, so are you, are you guys down with uh, with doing a show next Wednesday and, and do maybe a little earlier so we can get all of the the whole gang on? I will be available, yep. John. I, I could do it. Excellent, and we'll do it on Wednesday. And maybe we'll instead of coming on at nine thirty central, they will come on like at like eight o'clock central. Uh, so to give our, our boys on the east coast uh, a better a better shot. Dan, you, you get home from work pretty pretty early, don't you? Um, I usually have um, stuff to do, but uh, but I'll, I'll try to join this um, as soon as I can. Yeah, and and I will have your picks. You don't have to remember which picks were, but I do have your picks. I got to find Ron's, and then we will uh, we will we will go through our picks again and. And hopefully we'll get picks from uh, from from our uh, our loyal listeners as well here on the Cantina and Mickey's uh, podcast. And also, we have to remember we should uh, I should reach out to uh, all of our guests and, and, and give them the opportunity to uh, to make their picks as well. So we'll get those on for you guys based on what the other folks have uh, have chosen as well. So, Chiki's uh, Albert Kappa, thanks very much for for starting the show tonight. Appreciate it. After. Uh, yeah, man. At the, at the hockey rink. I uh, do appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. And, and Dan, thanks for coming on. Joel, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. Dan, thank you very much, sir, from from lovely Escondido, California. Pleasure as always. And uh, my name is John Jagu. We do appreciate all the folks that participated on the chat tonight, including uh, including. Uh, you know, I think that we should, for all of our Americanistas, you know, I do have Americanista drops too that I can play for them. Let me see if I can find one here that I think Americanistas will, uh, 
certainly enjoy. Let's see. El América es una mierda. That's actually from an Americanista. <laughs> from an Americanista, it's like it's like fair game. It, you know, it, it, it can be. We need to get that girl who uh, somebody wrote this for me in Spanish. I don't know what it means, but I'm gonna say it. And she says her line. It's, it's, it's very good. We'll have to we'll have to add that one. We'll have to add that one as well. So uh, we'll definitely. And we you know we can't forget. Also, we have uh, we have the uh, our our priest who uh, went to uh, Copenhagen. After I absolve you of all your sins. Now get the fuck out. And uh, we went over to, to help out all the boys there in Copenhagen as well. But again, my name is John Jagu. We do appreciate y'all joining us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Like I said, we'll be on in a special bat time and special uh, bat channel next week uh, around, we think, 8 p.m. on Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central on Wednesday, where we will get the details finalized and we'll let y'all, everybody know. You can listen to the show live every week on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. You can, down, you can uh, listen to all our shows on the YouTube channel. You can also download them directly to your phone if you subscribe to the podcast, the podcast center. Uh, Albert uh, usually does a very good job of getting that up there. Uh, usually within the next uh, 12 to 24 hours. So we do appreciate Albert's efforts in getting our show available to you guys on the podcast. My name is John Jagoop. We'll talk to you guys next week. You guys enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll uh, talk World Cup next week because it, it is less than a week here. You know what's so cool about the World Cup is that you always think that you're 1,000 days away, and then it's 100 days, and then it's 10 days, and now we're in the single digits, and then soon it's going to be like single single hours, and it's going to be single minutes and then single seconds, and then it's going to start. It's always great. I always think about that. Anyway, you guys, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys very much for joining us.